It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Charles T. Hamilton. The Dubs lose an incredibly frustrating game to Dame Lillard and some of the Portland Trailblazers, but mostly to Dame Lillard, who went off from three and just really makes you miss watching Steph Curry play. We'll get it soon enough, but man, that was a tough loss to the Trailblazers. We're going to break that game down, why Eric Paschal is really hitting his stride, why Damian Lee seems to have kind of taken a step back and everything else that happened in that game. It's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day you are locked on warriors your daily golden state warriors podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what up everybody welcome into locked on warriors i'm your host charles t hamilton co-host Wes goldberg joining me in just a minute the dubs lose a tough one against the trailblazers up at the moda center damian lillard goes off for 61 In a game where the Warriors had eight active players and the Trailblazers had nine active players, it was actually pretty exciting. Pretty good game. Well, let me say this. An exciting game, but some bad basketball. But either way, I'll take it. It was still fun to watch. Tough to see the Warriors lose. Depending on which side you land on, if you want them to lose as much as possible to get a better uh, odds at the first-round pick, then you were fine with tonight's outcome. If you think these guys need to win some games to keep morale up, tonight was a tough one. But either way, is what it is. They lost and are moving on to Utah, but we still got to break down that game because plenty of good things happened. Like I say, that's what makes the loss frustrating is the fact that the Warriors played well and still managed to lose. And we're going to be talking about that in just one minute. But first, we talk a lot about physical fitness, but there's another side to the game that's just as important. I'm talking about mental fitness. Calm, the number one app for sleep and meditation, has teamed up with LeBron James to help you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an ever-important part of his mental fitness routine. If you head to calm.com slash LockedOnNBA, you'll get 40% off of a Calm Premium Membership. With Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves, like rain on leaves, and so much more, like sleep stories and meditations. For a limited time, our listeners can join LeBron James in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash LockedOnNBA. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on NBA. That's a tough one. So I'm going to spell it out for you. That's C A L M dot C O M slash L O C K E D O N N B 
A. Are you looking for a spring vacation? Follow your favorite baseball teams to Arizona for Cactus League Spring Training. Amazing weather and landscapes, exciting outdoor adventure, incredible food. Arizona is the perfect home base for baseball fans. You get to follow your favorite baseball team to Arizona for Cactus League, 10 stadiums, 15 MLB teams, 75-degree temperatures. All 10 stadiums are in the greater Phoenix area within 50 miles. Meet the players and get autographs before games. It's such a great experience, guys. It's like summer league in the NBA. You're you're rubbing shoulders with these guys at the local restaurants and bars. It's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience for a baseball fan. It's also completely family-friendly. Bringing kids along to spring training, it's a fantastic destination for families. Family-friendly resorts and hotels offer plenty of fun for kids of all ages, from water parks to horseback rides to games and activities. Arizona has tons of stuff for kids to do and see, like wildlife parks, science museums, aquariums, and dude ranches. Plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That is visitarizona.com slash spring training. Wes, I got to say for... Two teams that are currently both out of the playoffs, and uh, I think what Portland had nine active players, Warriors had eight. It was a pretty exciting but poorly played game tonight. I mean, would you would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, but you know what? Sometimes poorly played can turn into just some sort of like somebody could just sort of break through a poorly played game and just become the story. And tonight, you know, Damian Lillard was the story. He scored a career high sixty one points left Steph Curry just shaking his head and, hmm. you know, basically appreciation, right? Um, it was kind of cool if you're not necessarily a Warriors fan or if you're a Warriors fan who's just sort of succumbed to the tank uh, to just kind of watch him go off the way he did. Exactly. You could be a little frustrated. I'm a little frustrated. It would have been nice to get the win. It's always nice to be Portland. And, again, this team needs some wins just to keep morale above ground to, you know, not. Uh, start phoning it in or anything like that. And so when you get a chance to win a game, be nice to win one, especially because they're still at the point where one win doesn't change their draft odds. They're so, so far at the bottom that they can handle a couple wins. But if you have embraced the tank, you could look at it as Alec Burks had himself probably the best game of his season a couple weeks before the trade deadline. Looks like Eric Paschal has kind of refigured out his game, especially playing more time at the power forward with Draymond out where he, you know, had another hell of a game and just looks impressive as hell. Like he still kind of blows my mind sometimes. And then you lose again and you're still at the bottom of the or top of the the draft rankings, however you want to look at it, the lottery uh odd ranking. So, you know, you can find positives if you're if you're embracing the tank. You can find positives if uh you're not also because they played pretty well. Before we get into most of it, I I I have to do this. Um, first seeing Dame go off made me miss Steph and Clay, uh, just because yeah. when they go off, it's so much fun. And, you know, this might not be the right night to do it after he scores 61 and goes 11 of 20 from three, but uh, Chris Weber was really laying into, uh, putting Dame in Steph's class as a shooter. And he's not, <laughs> he's not. Steph is the greatest shooter of all time. Dame is good. He's good off the dribble. He shoots deep threes like Steph does. Uh, Dame has never shot 40% from three in his entire career. He's a 36% three-point shooter in his career. Uh, Steph has shot 45% three different times in his career. Only person to ever uh, average five threes in a season. He's done it twice. I just want to 
you know, I was getting a little, little riled up as you can tell, just, uh, you know, let's, let's not forget how great Steph is. And, uh, at the same time, giving Dame his due, he's really good, but there's a difference between LeBron and I don't know, Dwayne Wade, even, you know, there's a difference between well, Steph and yeah. Damien. Lewis. So and, I, and uh, look, I think, and I think Chris Webber is, is, I mean, look, Chris Webber <laughs> yeah. has a lot of faults as a broadcaster yes. and slash basketball analyst. Uh, at least he was pronouncing their names right. I mean, Shaq call. was calling them Clef and Stay. So <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was, and I, I and uh, you had you got Damian Lee confused with Courtney Lee. Um, <laughs> so it, it was just a whole lot of it, it was a, it was a tough night for TNT's broadcast in general. Um, but I think uh, <laughs> look, I, I agree with you with watching Dame go off the way he did, it did it 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 does just sort of conjure thoughts of Steph Curry and mm-hmm. Clay Thompson, especially when Damian Lillard is making Golden State's defense pay in much the same way that Steph Curry makes opposing defenses pay. Mm-hmm. If you don't pick him up at half court, well he's just gonna shoot from thirty three feet. Uh if you leave him alone after he gives rid of the ball, well, he's going to make you pay. He's going to he's going to relocate. He's going to get the ball, and he's going to drain a three pointer in your face. Go under he a screen. Both of those things. Yeah, go under a screen. You're screwed. Like he did all of those things yeah. several times in route to getting 61 points. Damian Lillard has always been to me the closest thing to Steph Curry. I've said it for years. Mm-hmm. He is the closest thing the NBA has to Steph Curry. That doesn't mean he is in Steph Curry's class, but mm-hmm. he is the closest thing the league has to the greatest shooter of all time. And just because. In not the manner in which he plays, the the way in which he he makes you pay for for you know defensive lapses, and the way he can just sort of snowball and catch fire like we saw him do in that fourth quarter, uh, it, it is it is very much like Steph Curry, but it is also very much Steph Curry light, uh, yeah. and and even that is good enough to be an All NBA guard. Which no is. question, no question. He's I mean I, I'm not trying to knock him. Uh, more right. just praise Steph, but yeah, I mean, look again. Like I said, he went for sixty-one tonight, eleven of twenty from three. Half of those felt like they were from thirty-six feet or beyond. Like he's incredible. He's incredible. Can I just add he was... one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Because I'm sitting here on my couch all day watching uh, the MLK Day sort of showcase that the NBA does, which is a phenomenal idea. Uh, mm-hmm. Most people have today off. They're able to just sort of jump on to another day like they do with Christmas Day. I think from a marketing standpoint, it's great. And they showcase a lot of really great teams. And unlike Christmas, there's just it's a marathon of games. You've got a bunch of things on League Pass. Almost every team plays. I mean, Tuesday night, there's only one game. It's the, the Mavericks and the Clippers. Those might have been the only two teams that didn't play today. I, I'm not really sure. But it just seems like every team played today. Uh, and... Um, I was able to watch like a lot of really good basketball, which is me saying that normally I don't get to watch a lot of really good basketball. I was able to go <laughs> and I was able to watch LeBron James. I was able to watch Kemba Walker go off. I was able to, you know, Trey Young had a terrific night. The, the Sixers, you know, Ben Simmons led the Sixers to a win. I mean, it was a really good day of, of just really awesome performances. And uh, I just sort of missed that, man. Like I just yeah. like, and it just, by the time I watched all of that, and then watch Damian Lillard go off with Steph Curry just sit, sit, like, sitting on the bench, just kind of itching to play. You could see him wanting to be out there. Uh, it just made me miss him even more. Yeah, no, and for those who don't know, I mean, Wes, as a beat writer, you don't get to watch 
much besides the Warriors. Your job is watching the Warriors, and it hasn't been good basketball this year. So, I mean, yeah, I can imagine getting to spend the day just watching hoops. Uh, it's one of my favorite days as well, and just yeah. one of my favorite times, just coming home when there's, you know, back-to-back-to-back games on. And I was surprised, too, uh, yesterday when I was looking at the schedule, that it, well, I figured it was just the, the national TV games. There was like 12 games today. Like you said, it was only the yeah. Mavs and Clippers who didn't play today. So, I mean, it's a, a great um, date on the, the NBA calendar. And, you know, good for the war. I'm glad that the game was entertaining because the Warriors have been getting bumped off so many national TV games that they were able to keep this one and at least, you know, have, have people enjoying it. And a big part of the enjoyment was obviously Damian Lillard just dragging his Trailblazers team through the mud. Uh, for a W. I do want to get to some more of the specifics from that game, some of the good performances, because again, one of the things that makes the loss so frustrating is that the Warriors did play well, but still came up with an L, and we're going to do that in just a minute. If you've been a listener to this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Warriors is a great way for your local business to reap passionate Warriors fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. Not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Warriors fans in a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. Once again, the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to to hearing from you. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness Wes I had mentioned Alec Burks and the fact that he probably had his best game of the year tonight uh, against Portland and you know the Warriors still lost so like I said if you're really embracing the tank that could be a positive for you for me I would rather seen them win but he went 11 to 23 from the field for 33.7 rebounds eight assists he did end up fouling out but uh, that was in overtime I just, what do they have to do to win? <laughs> it sucks because, you know, did just took Dan, uh, an, uh, another human, uh, you know, superhero effort from Dame, but just, you know, Burks played well. D'Angelo Russell played well. The team played well, but they just couldn't get it done. Uh, what did you see from Burks that you think other teams might be interested in uh, as far as, you know, the trade deadline creeping up? Well, I mean, he made this, he made a falling, like a leaning, falling away three pointer with 20 something seconds left in overtime that uh, could have gotten the Warriors the win there. It, it gave them the lead, and then the, uh, Damian Lillard came back and, and, you know, hit four consecutive free throws, and, and you know, the Portland ended up just getting the, getting the win there. But 
Uh, you mentioned his 33 points. I mean, his ability to just go out and get buckets. He's now got 11 games this season with 20 or more points. He's a he's a he's an underrated ball handler in the pick and roll. He can get to the rim at will. I mean, he went. Uh, he just continues to go like seven of seven from the line, nine of nine from the line, eleven of mm-hmm. eleven from the line. Like every game, he's a ninety percent free throw shooter. I, he's just such a reliable scorer in a league where that is so valuable, and it and he's on a minimum contract. And I, I just have to think that the Warriors are going to get a significant offer for him. Now I don't know what that offer is, but it ought to be significant enough for them to pull the trigger on a trade. There are so many teams out there that could use a player like him. I mean, even Portland, who just made a trade for Trevor Ariza, he wasn't available yet uh, after the trade, but uh, they could use a guy like Alec Burks if they're serious about making a playoff run. They, uh, you look at all the teams right now. Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports reported on Monday, that, you know, that a bunch of teams have been showing interest in a guy like Derrick Rose. You know, teams like the Sixers, the Lakers, the Clippers. I mean. Whatever team doesn't get Derrick Rose, wouldn't Alec Burks be an obvious choice for them to then go after? I mean, could you like, wouldn't Alec Burks be a perfect fit for what the Lakers are looking for—a ball yeah, handler especially. who could score off the bench or even start and, and make some threes? I mean, he's he's really progressed as a three-point shooter. Uh, same thing goes for the Clippers; they need an extra ball handler. We've all been talking about it all season. Yeah. We know they need an extra ball handler. I mean, and both of those teams, considering that they don't have a lot of assets and a lot of, you know, matching type of salaries, it's really easy to just absorb Alec Burks on a veteran minimum if all they have to do is give away a draft pick. Wave a player, give away a draft pick, or something like that. Uh, it just makes a lot of sense to me, and I think games like this are catching a lot of their eyes. I, I will be absolutely shocked if he's not moved by the trade deadline. I think that's when the leverage and some of the better offers will come, unless the Warriors are you know, incredibly stubborn and are saying, you know, unprotected first or nothing. But like, if it takes two second rounders, I would be shocked if he's not moved because he has had uh, a hell of a season so far. And he's really, I mean, really surprised me, uh, especially after last year where he bounced around from what Utah to Sacramento to Cleveland. Um, You know, you weren't really exactly sure what you were going to get. And on a minimum contract where it's so much easier to make the trade, you don't have to match uh, salaries or anything like, I, I I'll I'll be very surprised if he isn't moved. Uh, another guy who potentially, you know, we've talked about him being moved is Glenn Robinson, and it really hurt not having him tonight because as I'm watching that game, I'm just like they have nobody to throw at Dame. They just had nobody. Draymond's out, Glenn Robinson's out, Kai Bowman was in the G League, and then you got a bunch of average defenders, and that included Alec Burks, who like he you know he did his yeah. best, but I think not having Glenn really hurt tonight, not being able to at least try and slow down Dame. Not that he would have shut him down or anything, but hey, maybe he would hold him to 54, you know, and they could have yeah. gotten that win. But uh, yeah, not having Glenn definitely hurt tonight. Yeah, they had Alec Burks on, on Damian Lillard quite a bit. Uh, Eric Paschal got switched on to Damian Lillard quite a bit, I noticed. Um, I, I would say this, though. Willie Cauley-Stein, another one of these players who's been sort of mentioned as a, as a trade target here and there, I thought I had a really, really good game, really and good game. he scored 12 points. Um, you know, he didn't light up the box score, but I just think all the in-between things, he really did well. He had a huge block on Damian Lillard toward the end of regulation yep. that almost won the game for Golden State. He had four quick points in overtime that gave, uh, you know, I, I think his first, get an alley-oop dunk at the beginning of overtime that gave the Warriors a six-point lead to start overtime with three mm-hmm. minutes left, and 
Um, I, I think that uh, he he did a phenomenal job, and, and he's now started three games in a row. I think he's sort of reclaimed that starting job over Omari Spellman now, uh, especially when you look forward to what the Warriors have on the schedule. You're looking at Utah, um, Indiana, and then Philadelphia in the next three games, all with pretty big front courts. I, I think you'll see Willie Cauley-Stein continue to start and continue to maybe even showcase himself as a trade pop, as a possible trade target. Not saying that the Warriors necessarily want to trade him, uh, but there could be teams out there looking at him right now and saying we could really use a guy like that. Like I've said, I, I go back to back pretty much game to game. After this game, I'm like, no, you got to hang on to him. <laughs> you know, you got to keep him. Uh, Marquise Chris actually had himself a really good game as well. And yep. tonight was one of those nights where it's like, man, I'm, I'm glad they have him back. Like, I'm glad it all worked out uh, for the most part. But one thing that did happen when they were figuring out the whole two-way deal uh, between him and Damian Lee, et cetera, is, you know, Damian Lee sat out for about a week. And he's been okay tonight he was pretty rusty uh do you think that that might have kind of knocked him out of his routine out of his groove uh that he was in you know waiting the week before he signed his actual deal to come with the Warriors and not that he won't get it back but it's just he's he's struggling to have it right now I guess you could say I think absolutely that's the case uh that's really hard to do uh when you're especially when you're playing the way he was playing and then having to just sort of go on ice for a week that's really tough, uh, especially when you can't really – like you can't be around the team even because your your two-way days are up, right? It's one thing to just be uh, sidelined for whatever reason, but maybe still be able to get some practice in or be able to even spend time at the facility, but he really wasn't able to do any of that. It was all just by himself. So it was tough. I, I, I'm not that concerned about Damian Lee. I, 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 I also don't think he's a you know 14-point-per-game score shooting 40% from three-point range for his career. I think there was going to be a regression to the mean at some point, and I think we're just seeing it now. Uh, but he'll get out of this slump in, in a little bit and just kind of resort to being the sort of player that we all expect him to be, which is you know a pretty decent score uh, from three-point range. He's got a nice little mid-range game, too. Um, and, and, you know, a solid enough player, you know, in all the other areas, but uh, I don't I, I'm not that concerned about him. Yeah. After a couple of good games, Jordan Poole, you know, went two of 11 tonight, one of five from three, uh, ended with nine points going four of six from the free throw line. But dude, like stop driving on Hassan Whiteside. Like Hassan had what, five blocks tonight? I think three of them came from Jordan Poole mm-hmm. trying to score on him. Like uh, there's definitely, like as, as nice as his little run's been these last couple games, there are some things that, that, he needs to figure out uh, as far as this NBA game is concerned, man. It's definitely also the know your personnel thing, which yeah. is a, it's a thing that rookies need to learn generally because rookies are so often just very self-involved, very like, what do I need to get better at? And that's not a critique necessarily. It's just a reality. It's just like, Hey, these are the things that I'm trying to improve on, trying to, you know, fine tune these parts of my game that you just get so again, self-involved, you just get, you just kind of get your own, in your own head and just focus on what you're doing that you sort of forget the player that you're playing. I mean, against the Clippers the other day, he tried to take Kawhi Leonard off the dribble. And it's just like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? And Kawhi Leonard just poked the ball out from his hands and had the steals like nothing. Cause you just don't do that. You don't put the ball in front of Kawhi Leonard. He will take it from you. That's just what he does. Uh, he's maybe the greatest player of, of all time at doing that. <laughs> uh, and so I just think there is a, a, a general, uh, awareness that he's lacking, uh, know your personnel type of thing that he's lacking. I mean, you, 
Look, I'm not an Hassan Whiteside defender. I think he is the ultimate empty stats guy in this, yeah, in this league. Enough. But he's a damn good shot blocker, and he's still seven feet tall uh, and huge. And so, and he leads the league in blocks this season. So if you don't want to get your shot blocked, don't try to drive to the rim against him. I'll say this, though. One thing I noticed about Jordan Poole, especially in these last two games specifically, he is not afraid of throwing his body into, no. into the thickets of the defense. And he is not afraid of using his body to try to draw contact or create space or anything which as he builds muscle and as he sort of de- like develops better shot selection and timing uh, and things like that throughout his career, I think that's going to serve him well. So if you want to kind of spin the thing positive, that's good because you know who doesn't really do that is a guy like D'Angelo Russell. He never yep. tries to draw contact, hardly ever. I mean, so I, I think that, you know, having, a, having him willing to initiate contact, draw contact, and not f- uh, shy away from it, should serve him well when he finally learns these other things with his game that he's lacking. Well said. Because <laughs> he, he has he has looked better these last couple games, but yeah, the the KYP, know your personnel, is a huge thing mm-hmm. for, for rookies to figure out. Uh, speaking of our last rookie, uh, Eric Paschal, 22 points, 13 rebounds, just another great game from him. Uh, in his last five, he's uh, hit double digits. Uh, actually, his last six, uh, 22, 20, 16, 16, 10, and 12. So he's really busted through that rookie wall pretty much that we talked about. Oh, yeah. And that's assuming that that's what that was. Uh, but I also think a major part of it is the fact he's getting to play the power forward. And he, he – I, I hate to make this comparison because it's not on the same – it's like the Damian Lillard-Steph comparisons. So Zion Williamson is in a whole other level of athleticism Ooh. and size. But – Eric Paschal at 6'6", 255, has some pretty impressive hops and pretty impressive athletic ability uh, that reminds me of Zion Williamson. Again, not putting him in the same class or anything like that, but he's just a pretty amazing athlete for a guy his size. Like, you look at Admiral Schofield in Washington, who's another rookie that I liked coming out. He doesn't have that athleticism, and he's another big guy at, you know, 6'5", 250. Uh, I, I've just been impressed with Pascal, and tonight, for some reason, his athleticism kind of jumped off the screen a couple times. Yeah, you can make the argument he's better than Zion Williamson because he's actually played this season. Good point. So Good point. <laughs> but, better NBA career, for sure. Definitely better NBA career so far. <laughs> uh, I actually looked up the numbers because we've been talking a lot about Pascal playing before, especially with Draymond Green, who didn't play his second straight game tonight. He had late scratch with flu-like symptoms. Um, I guess you got to stay away from the hotels that they're staying at in Portland because yeah. he went back, he went through shoot around, went back to the hotel, came back and was sick. So I was like, <laughs> okay, well, what hotel are you staying at? Cause I'll take that off my list. Yeah. But, um, when Pascal plays without Draymond Green, well, let me, let me do it this way. When Pascal plays with Draymond Green, he shoots 41.8% overall, gets to the free throw line 1.2 times per game. That's with Draymond Green on the court with him. Now, when Draymond Green is not on the court, Pascal shoots 53.4% overall, okay? So 41.8 mm-hmm. to 53.4, and then gets to the line literally twice as much. He goes from 1.2 times per game to 2.4 times per game. So what that tells me is that he is not only getting to the rim a lot more and then obviously drawing fouls, but also that there's more space for him to get that shot off when he gets to the paint because the shot selection overall doesn't change all that much between whether or not Draymond Green is on the floor or not. It's just the percentages skyrocket when Draymond Green is not on the floor because, again, you're not, he doesn't have to deal with one more body in the paint because a lot of times defenses just ignore Draymond Green. Yeah, no, it just shows how important spacing is in 
I mean, I was going to say today's NBA, I, I think in any time during the NBA, it doesn't matter what era it is. The, the more space you have, the easier it is to, to get to the hoop. And that's his game. And, you know, we saw it tonight and we've seen it all year. And uh, as much as I hate to do it, because he does it just about every single game, but to quote, you know, uh, Bob Fitzgerald, you're telling me there were 40 guys better than him in this draft. And uh, so far, <laughs> not the case. <laughs> all right, man, I guess we'll wrap this one up. Dame Lillard puts the Warriors to bed. He goes for 61, 11 of 20 from three. I mean, he honestly did everything. He dragged his team to the finish line. Like, if he goes for 40, that's a, a you know, a, at least a double-digit win for the Warriors. But Dame was incredible tonight. And, uh, oh, well, gets the Warriors closer to the number one overall pick, I guess. I guess that's the bright side. Wes, talk to you tomorrow, man. And everyone out there listening, Listen tomorrow <laughs> to Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.